Hey guys, what is up? Today we are going to be talking about how poetry can be super awkward and uncomfortable for no reason. Um, this is inspired by my latest English class. Well, actually right now we're in our creative writing unit, so we have to write poetry. And some of my haikus were not very good. Um, cause I was just kind of trying to get them done as quick as I could. Here's an example. Ready, go. It sounded like, I am in school. It is not very cool. Someone get me out of here. And then I added a heart. And then another one went like, I am in Spanish. So I'm writing this now. Muchas gracias. So, but I found out if I'm really passionate about a topic, I'm actually a pretty good poet. So, I guess if we're going to talk about why it's uncomfortable, I just think like with everything that's like new for us, we get uncomfortable when we're like, I don't, you know, we get uncomfortable with new things, things that are unfamiliar to us. I think, I don't know, like this kind of goes along with one of the ideas of one of my poems I wrote, but I feel like as a society today, we're kind of scared to be vulnerable and put our feelings down in a poem, speak passionately in front of people. We're kind of scared to like show our emotions. And it's really sad to me because I think poetry can be super powerful, um, especially when you're saying something that you're really passionate about. So... I'm going to read to you two of the poems that I wrote that I was passionate about, and they're a lot better than those haikus I read, in my opinion. So, here is my first one. Sorry, I got cut off there because my sister didn't know I was starting a podcast. And like always, she burst into my room just because she's bored. I don't know if you guys can relate. I can't really relate. I don't go into her room that much. I kind of leave her alone. So as I was saying, I'm going to read you two of the poems that I wrote that I was pretty passionate about. So the first one I'm going to read because it kind of goes along with kind of our inability to be vulnerable today. Um, it's called The Tint Man. And it's inspired by, like, the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz and kind of how he didn't have a heart and kind of how we're lacking collective, like, heart today as a society. So here goes nothing. (laughs) Haha, okay. How come in society today it is cool to not show any sign of emotion? We like to be so closed off, perfectly emulating our fake online personas that we've created for ourselves. If only we had a heart. It's also formulaic. Post on Insta at 4 p.m. to maximize my number of likes. Oh no, I didn't get enough comments on this one picture. What will they think of me? Leave him on delivered for three days till he wants me more. Don't respond with anything genuine. You can't let him know that you care about how he is doing or feeling. This puts you in the friend zone. Don't text people first. Let them come to you. If they wanted to, they would. If we only had a heart. Whenever someone asks, how are you, we are wired to respond with, I'm good, how are you? Personally, I always go into an in-depth one-woman show about my most recent panic attacks, whether they've asked for it or not. 
There's music. It's better than Hamilton. I think that emotions bring us closer together. One-sided relationships weigh on us, and it is exhausting to feel like you're the only one being vulnerable in a relationship. Emotions prevent us from enduring challenging times alone. This connection with others validates our feelings and allows us to heal. The other day, I wanted to make others smile, so I sent out a simple I'm thinking about you smiley face text to old friends that I hadn't spoken to in a while. While some responses were genuine, the majority of the responses I got went something like, what? Or why? They'd never gotten texts like this before, so they were unsure of how to respond, if we only had a heart. I want people to know that it's okay, and it's actually courageous to let your guard down in a society that is constructed to make you feel weird for doing so. Maybe we need to think less with our brains and more with our hearts. With our hearts. Oh my god. So that's the end of the poem I wrote. And I guess what inspired that is just, it's kind of something I've thought about for a long time now. I mean, like, when I look at my parents and, like, my grandparents, even if they're not super close with friends anymore... They just randomly text them every single holiday, like, Happy New Year's, like, thinking of you. They call each other up all the time just to catch up. And I feel like today, we're so scared to reach out and let others know we're thinking them, thinking of them. We kind of think that if we drift away from someone, that's the end of the line, that's the end of the relationship, something happened. If someone wants to, like, come into contact with us again, it's their job. Like, I'm done reaching out. And I know that it's, like you shouldn't be putting more energy into a relationship than someone else. And I think life's too short. You can't, like, spend, you know, you have to be smart about how you choose to spend your time, who you choose to spend your time with. But I think at the same time, I think if you are thinking about someone, it clearly means they're important to you. And you don't have to devote all your time to them. You don't have to make them a priority like you used to in the past but I think it's totally fine and I think it might help you feel better to just text them let them know you're thinking of them and just kind of give them a little update on life it could end up making their day and you know just tiny things like that small acts of kindness don't underestimate them someone could be thinking about it for the rest of the day just because you did that tiny thing and so I don't understand why we're so afraid to do that my grandparent my grandma or my grandpa's on the phone all the time calling his old friends so, because they, they're not going to read your minds. People can't know you're thinking of them. And sometimes, you know, you end up talking about how you're doing and it becomes a little therapy session for both of you. So there we go. It's cheaper than normal therapy. So those are just my thoughts. And then in regards to social media, I know everyone's like, make Insta casual again and all that stuff, um, which I think is great. I think... You know, like, that's what the app should be for. Posting stuff you're excited about, stuff you're happy about, you're passionate about. Who cares if nobody else thinks it's cool, you know? This is you. I think it should be more um, in line with... Oh, my God, my dad's yelling. I think it should be more in line with the real you. Um, And I think everyone's so formulaic. Sometimes, like I wrote in the poem, like, oh, how do I maximize my likes, my comments, all this stuff? It's like... It doesn't matter, and I know that we know it doesn't matter, but that little, like, those endorphins that we get from the likes, like, it's real. Like, as soon as you post something, you keep refresh, refresh, refresh to just check how many likes you get. It's addicting, and, um, so, sorry, I keep losing my train of thought. 
yeah and i think also this goes with like instagram stories too it's like yes in the past also i've posted some things that are controversial and i'm trying to do a better job of not you know like name calling because that's not getting us anywhere or just like bashing trump because that isn't productive and i've realized that so i'm trying to do a better job of like just kind of explaining where i'm coming from because i think that's how we'll move forward i think that's more productive and i think it's important if you feel passionate about some about something and you have something important to say i think it's really crucial that you put your opinion out there especially on a page that's supposed to be about you for you like what you're thinking what your interests are and I think that if people really care about you and what you'll have to say then they'll they'll be more than willing to listen to you like the other day I put up a post that I found on this account it's called like glitter and honey or something like that about this activist and I didn't necessarily agree with the graphic she posted but I really enjoyed her caption and the graphic said we don't need unity we need accountability now i think we need both but i agree with what she said in her caption um let me read it for you to you for one second and i ended up losing a good amount of followers because of what i posted but you know it's like it's not it's not worth it like it doesn't matter how many like who cares how many followers you're using as long as you didn't know you you did anything wrong like I'm not gonna be like a petty like middle schooler with the app and keep track of everyone so let me read the caption I really liked it unity is pretty to look at has a nicer ring to it it's certainly more comfortable but to call for unity without first calling for justice isn't actually going to get our country anywhere justice isn't pretty it's hard conversations and accountability and consequences unity implies we're just two different sides that need to learn to get along but that gives equal weight to both sides. We're not kids fighting over a toy in the sandbox. This is about a large group of people clinging to white supremacy in lieu of accepting the basic humanity of others. As AOC says, there's no healing without accountability and there's no unity with white supremacists. And no, my dear white friends, this isn't your cue to stop talking to your Republican family members. Cancel culture is not going to help. Have those hard conversations again and again and again. You don't get off the hook just because you're not one of those white people. We all know those people. We live with them and work with them and socialize with them. We benefit from the same systems as them. You don't have to start holding hands and singing kumbaya, but you do need to address things when you see them. It's called Glitters and Bold, and it's this girl named Brittany who runs the account. So I'm obsessed with that caption. I loved it, but two hours later, I just looked at it and I was like, I felt insecure so then I deleted the post and I don't like that I did that because lately I've been really good about sharing my feelings but I think I also did it because like if you're not reading the caption and you're just looking at the post it can be misleading about what I was thinking so I didn't want it to be misleading and like I said before I know in the past a lot of my stories have been aggressive but I'm trying to be more productive and you know, not like saying, not it's not like being pot, like all positive necessarily about every situation, but it's being like kind of more informative, educational, you know, tr- like, because I think unity is so important. But like she said in the caption, this country can't be united if we don't hold, if we don't have accountability, you know, you can't have one without the other. They're not mutually exclusive. But I think it is important for us all to be united after we've seen 
um, kind of all the turmoil that our country's been through. So there's my little tangent that I went on on social media. So I say kind of screw it. Do whatever the fuck you want. Like, who cares about losing followers? It's not what life's about. Like, you're real. Like, I don't have 1,000, like, 500 whatever friends. Like, no. Like, what? No, I don't even know some of those people. Like, it's not important. Anyways, going on to a different topic, I'm going to read you the second poem that I'm really passionate about. And this one was our photograph poem. So we had to pick any either painting or photograph that we liked and we kind of had to talk about a deeper meaning that it had or one perspective of it and lately i've been obsessed with princess diana um my mom started putting on all the like netflix documentaries and all the stuff about the windsors and the royal family and i've been absolutely obsessed with her i think she's she was an amazing person she endured so much and i just feel so bad that her life was cut short she had the potential to do so much good in this world so my picture of her is the one from the first royal outing where she went to um she went to like this dinner and she wore this black dress that revealed her shoulders and her collarbone it was I mean it wasn't like revealing I mean I guess it was revealing for the people's princess in their opinion but I mean everyone today dresses way more scandalous i don't know i thought she looked beautiful but they were criticizing her dress the whole time everyone was nitpicking her appearance and um little did they know at the time no one knew at the time she was suffering from some serious bulimia she had so many body image issues that stemmed from her um dick of a husband um prince charles he sucks he's ugly he's mean He's just kind of the worst, if you didn't already know. And basically, what happened was, at the beginning of their relationship, he put his hand on her stomach and goes, a little chubby there, aren't we? And ever since then, she she developed an eating disorder and bulimia, and she was making herself throw up. So in that picture, no one knew it. She had the smile, but what she was hiding was the fact that she was starving. She mentally was in an awful place. She really wasn't happy. Um, and, ugh, what was I gonna say? No, yeah, she really just was not happy. It was kind of all an act or a facade, which is what I named my poem. So my poem's called A Facade, and it's inspired by this image of Princess Diana of Wales. So here it goes. She's a small woman in a black dress that reveals her shoulders and neck, but nothing too revealing compared to what women commonly wear today. She has a soft smirk on her face, and her hands touch as if she is almost fiddling with them nervously. She isn't quite slouching, but she isn't quite upright, giving off a sense of unease. Her head tilts down, not revealing too much neck. Behind the smirk is a secret that nobody at the time knows, a secret concealed by so many women in society today. It is bulimia with patriarchal undertones. It is the expectation placed upon women to look a certain way. This expectation is only amplified when you are the people's princess and the head of every headline. It's all a facade. All of the love, romance, happiness, all of it. Is that what life is about? Being an object on display behind glass? 
behind glass windows, waiting for people to pick us apart, distracting us from our few, our true potential. In the end, it's catch 22, and you can never please them. Live for you, nobody else. So, I've kind of always loved that phrase at the end, live for you. Um, it's actually in my Visco bio, guys. <laughs> but anyways, because that's you're not truly living if you're constantly thinking about what everyone else thinks of you. And it's kind of like, I mean, it's just like human nature. It's our natural tendency to think about how others view us. But I think in this year especially, I kind of went through such like great character development and I kind of had a complete transformation in the sense that I finally don't give a shit what other people think about me unless I'm like close with them but even so if I know in my heart that I didn't do anything wrong that is all that matters I apologize so much I always apologize when I know I'm wrong and I've made a mistake I have no trouble doing that but the thing I've gotten better about is I don't say sorry you know when I've done when I haven't done anything wrong and I mean sometimes it's it's kind of a tricky it's kind of a tricky line because sometimes you just say sorry because you want to take the high road and you know the conflict's just not worth it and I think sometimes that's important to do and it's important to um not endure that kind of conflict if it's if it's going to be stressful and it's too much energy and all of that. But I really would work on defending yourself if you didn't do anything wrong. And I think sometimes people can't tell when they've done something wrong. I'm usually good at it. I do a lot of self-reflection so I can usually realize when I'm wrong and own up to it. But I think then if you're having trouble doing it, I would talk to a third or an impartial party and tell them the situation. Be completely honest, though. Try not to tell it from just your perspective and then see what they think. Um, And maybe that can kind of help you. They can help you do some self-reflection. So that's just something that I'm really proud of myself for. And going along with that, I'm just trying to do a better job of being proud of myself. Um, I know we keep going off on so many tangents this year, but I feel like all these things are pretty interconnected. But something that I heard, I think it was on Iway, Jamila Jamil's podcast. She, I love her. I love her. She's my favorite um, podcaster. She played, um, my God, what's her name? In The Good Place. What's her name? Not Kristen Bell, but the other girl. Uh, I can't remember But they talked about in one of the episodes how women particularly are so, like, they, like, won't accept compliments. Because, like, think about it. If someone says to you, oh, I like your shoes, like, you won't just say thank you. You'll, like, you won't just say thank you. You have to be like, oh, no, but your hair, oh, no, and, like, push it off. You can't just accept it. Like, if someone's like, oh, you, like you did you had a great race that day you have to be like oh no but but and like you have to find something that you did wrong you have to you can't just accept it unless they like keep going and then finally you're just like oh okay I'll take it but like no like you need to be proud of yourself you need to recognize like 
you're doing a great job even in this year especially even if all you're doing is getting from one day to the other that's a pretty big accomplishment because um, each day is a new day and your problems are temporary they won't last forever however you're feeling right now even if it may feel like it's the end of the world it's just temporary and nothing's gonna last forever so I mean I would say I'll get off of my soapbox right now but that's kind of what this podcast is about and if you don't want to listen and just don't listen but I think I have pretty good advice and I'd like to take my own advice from time to time because typically I just give it to other people but I think that's all we have for today um let me know what else you guys want me to talk about for the next episode I'm not sure like how often I'll be posting these I probably won't have a weekly thing because I'm somewhat of a busy person plus it might cut into my TikTok time (laughs) or my Netflix time so I don't want to feel pressure to come out with new episodes but just let me know what you guys want me to talk about and like for all like the mental health advice or any of this advice like I know I haven't said anything like that sounds like serious but just know I'm not a professional obviously I'm only 17 so I'm just giving advice from my experiences and my perspective all right see you guys